Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. And indeed, welcome to the Sages Among Us. I am Keith Porter, as was just announced. Uh, my guest tonight, though, is not Brian Fowler. It's Greg Fowler. So we had a little mix-up there on the name. But Greg Fowler is a guy who's well-known around this town. He grew up in the Brunswick Basin. Uh, he helped establish the Fowler Center on Family Property in the Basin, which I've called the Brunswick Basin, and I think he's going to correct me on that. We'll see. And he owns and operates B&C Hardware and who in many ways makes a great uh, influence uh, for good in our community. Helps make our community great in very many ways. So, Greg, welcome to the hot seat on the Sages Among Us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Keith. Uh, uh, absolutely. Great seat, to have you the here. Seat, the seat's not too hot yet. Well, we'll work on that. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're going to talk about you and your life and your involvement in the community, but uh, first, maybe a little bit of bio background for our uh, audience. Uh, you're a fifth-generation Nevada County guy, but you were born in Utah, so there's a story there we'll have yeah, to... Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because I don't even get to claim to be a native son being born in uh, Tooele, Utah. Tooele, Utah. Okay, well, there's a reason before uh -huh. that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you, you grew up here uh, in the basin. You, know, you lived uh, on family property right here where the Fowler Center is now, I believe. Exactly. Uh, you went to Sarah College. You had a stint in the Army. You came back and started working in the store, uh, the lumber store, I guess it was originally, right? Primarily, yes. Your dad, your brother, your yeah, uncle. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, one thing led to another, and now we have the Fowler Center in that area and uh, a very thriving business at BNC Hardware. So, anyway, um, tell us about the story. Why, why was your mom in Utah when you were born? Okay, so uh, my, my parents are both native, uh, were native Californians. They were native son, say native daughter, uh, my dad being born in Sacramento, my mom in Modesto. Uh, my dad got drafted into the Army during the Korean War and was uh, assigned to a station in Tooele, Utah, where they had a chemical weapons depot. Okay. And uh, I happened to be born there, didn't spend a lot of time there, came back, and uh, like as you mentioned, have spent the majority, much, much majority of my life uh, here in Nevada County. So so what brought your, uh, let's see, if you're fifth generation, your great-great-grandparents, what brought them to Nevada County? Yeah, so you inviting me here, you mentioned one of the questions was what brought the ancestors and uh, enabled me to go ahead and do a little delving into family history, which we have some historians, uh, a cousin and uncle that uh, have done that. So, yeah, let me briefly walk you through yeah, yeah. from 1849 oh. when my great-great-grandfather, uh, James Fowler, uh, born in Springfield, Massachusetts, but at this point was living in Ohio. Uh, at age 21, he received an inheritance. Uh, both parents had died, and he had some money in his pocket. He had been planning on moving west. So he hopped on a boat to uh, New Orleans, and somewhere along the line, gold was discovered in California. Mm -hmm. He ended up at the Isthmus of Panama, crossed the Isthmus, survived whatever diseases you're possibly going to attract uh, going across Panama. And uh, the family history says that with some difficulty, he uh, was able to board the first steamship 
heading north, the first steamship that came into San Francisco. Really, the first one? The now, first one. Wow. Um, yeah, so we find him in the gold fields. Uh, the 1850 census of Georgetown, California, just down Highway 49, shows him uh, in their 1850 uh, census. Apparently, gold mining did not pan out for him because he ended up... Uh, is that a pun? That is a pun, okay. intended <laughs> as such. Uh, in Woodland, uh, decided he'd make more money farming than gold mining. Raising which, food for the miners. Yes. Yep. So, uh, Nevada County history, 1862, James is a newlywed. Uh, he moves to Nevada County. At this point, he's a teamster. He has uh, uh, gotten a horse, maybe some oxen, a wagon, and he's hauling stuff for people. And we find that uh, he has homesteaded 120 acres of property on Banner Mountain between uh, Banner Mountain and Idaho Maryland Road. Uh, they have a ranch up there, which they do some ranching. He sets up a sawmill on it. Uh, he goes ahead and ends up having six kids, one of which at least uh, continues or begins uh, the lumber uh, business. So uh, my great-grandfather, uh, Charles Seymour Fowler, on the Banner Mountain, learns uh, logging, milling, and the lumber business uh, from his dad is quite successful at it. At one point, he has two lumber yards in Grass Valley, at least one sawmill. Uh, he has a son, uh, Leland, my grandfather. He learns that same trade from his father, uh, logging, milling, uh, lumber business. Uh, when my great-grandfather, Charles Seymour, dies in 1925, uh, all the proper properties have to be liquidated to settle the estate, and that's a different story, but the bottom line is my grandfather, Leland, has a pocket full of money and uh, decides to move to Sacramento to raise his family. And that's where my uh, uncle, my aunt, and my, my dad were born. And we'll come back to Nevada County when we start talking about builders and consumers. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you, 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 you've got deep, deep, deep roots in the history of the area, that's for sure. Um, so... Tell us about your early life. Uh, what were your parents like? And, uh, you know, did their outlook on life uh, translate to you? Or do you, you feel the same as they did about the way things are? Yeah. So, well, so as, as you mentioned, I, I grew up on the Fowler Center property. Uh, that property was, uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it, but it was a, a, we had a sawmill and a lumber yard in our backyard. Uh, we had a grandmother within walking distance. I had cousins that lived in, Glenbrook Heights. It is the Glenbrook Basin. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I know, I know it's interchangeable terms, but uh, yeah, I, my oldest son has taken a, a, a jihad on this. It's it's the Glenbrook Basin. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, oldest son out there. So I had parents that persevered. Uh, you know, as far as business wise, we had a, a fire at the uh, planing mill on builders and consumers in 1963 it destroyed the planing mill uh, in 1967 there was a fire that destroyed the retail store so my folks persevered at that point they could have done something else they and uncle uh, my dad and uncle charles decided let's go ahead and continue in this and as you can see by the family ancestry uh, once you get into the lumber business ask the pardini family ask the uh, 
Pendola family, yeah. ask the Casey family. It it kind of gets into your blood, apparently. So genetic roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my dad was active in community stuff as well. He was on the uh, Gold Flat Fire Department, involved in Elks, uh, Junior Chamber of Commerce, and such. Uh, my mom, raising three boys, uh, was more tied down, but she was our Cub Scout leader and, and such. Uh, but it was a very close family. It was good having cousins nearby. Uh, yeah, a lot of family events. It was it was a great time growing up. So where, where are you in the sequence of the three boys? Are you? F- I, I'm the oldest of three. Yeah. The, the oldest? Yeah. Okay, so you, you had to supervise the younger ones? Uh, not so much. We were, <laughs> everybody was wild in their own way. Any great <laughs> stories? Come on. There well, must be a good one in there. There, You know, the, the trouble was there was a mill pond where the old sawmill was, you know, and boys and BB guns and bullfrogs and nightmares of bullfrogs attacking us <laughs> at night in bed, you know, it was... Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good time. We learned to drive the family jeep on the property on the sawmill property. There were piles of uh, log chips, and we would actually get that 1952 Willys Jeep airborne. There were two occasions where we lost kids out of the back. We'd have neighbor kids with us all the time, and uh, nobody died. Though, nobody huh? died. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other adventures during your high school years? You went to high school locally, right? Yeah, uh, graduate graduated from Nevada Union High School. Uh, so, and I worked all the way through um, junior high after school, high school after school. Uh, at that point, we had the planing mill. My dad would be the lumber grader. I would be the one pulling the material the, the, off the chain. Pulling, onto green, the, pulling green chain? Pulling green chain. Oh, man, yeah. Um, so, I was able to earn some money going up uh, through high school. And my first car, uh, I, I wanted to buy my cousin's girlfriend's Volkswagen Bug. And... I, pulled it into the driveway and my parents looked at it and said that's not a safe car. <laughs> so I saw advertised a, a 1962 Ford Galaxy convertible 406 cubic inch Mac oh, wheels yeah. and uh, so I took it for a test drive and uh, pulled it in the drive my driveway my parents walked out and and looked at it and said, "No, they said, no, that's a that's a safe car." <laughs> <laughs> it was anything but. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think with that car I probably got I was, I believe, the first person ever pulled over on the Golden Center Freeway. Really? Yeah. I was in high school. They were building the freeway. It was graveled. It was packed, compacted. It was not yet paved. So you weren't supposed to be driving on it. Yeah. I was driving on Bennett Street near the po- where the post office is now, and I looked, and there was a, a barrier, but there was enough room to drive around. I thought, you know what? This would be a short way home. Because I know the Brunswick off-ramp is probably the same state. So I got on it, and I wasn't tearing anything up, just drive mildly up over the hill. And by the time I hit the Brunswick uh, off-ramp, there was a highway patrolman behind me. And I have no idea where he came from. <laughs> he saw you and get he, on. Probably. Yeah, he asked me, what on earth are you doing? I said, I was just trying out. the. Fr- I didn't get a ticket. I got a, a little stern warning. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Keith Porter, and uh, my guest today is Greg Fowler. Greg grew up in the Greg Glenbrook Basin, uh-huh. <laughs> helped establish the Fowler Center on Family Property, owns and operates BNC Hardware, and in many ways helps make our community great. So, Greg, thanks for being here. Um, let, you, you went from high school uh, on into Sierra College. Uh, what were you studying in, in college? So in college, I was studying business as well as forestry, and there again, that's the, the yeah, family somehow, business. somehow the roots uh, keep going back. Uh, and then in... Uh, the summer of my second year of Sierra College, 
I, I ended up with a draft notice and because uh, I was lottery number like 32 or some such okay. thing. I was in basic training and Ford Ord, which there's a lot worse places to be. I mean, it was uh, later in, in my basic, I was able to drive my car down and back and, you know, uh, hide it on base. I don't think you could do that anymore. But... Uh, um, well, not at Fort Ord anymore. Not at Fort Ord. <laughs> yeah, no there is no Fort Ord. But anyway, uh, they pretty much ended the draft while I was in basic training, and uh, the Army was going to send me to uh, Germany to be a carpenter, and I was all for that. And I went and read my orders at the end of basic, and they were going to instead send me to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia to become an MP. And I mm. thought, that's not what I signed up for. So I considered the, at that point the Army betrayed me. So I used uh, our, my scoliosis, which is a family uh, genetic thing, and was able to get out. So I was able to uh, work as a company clerk for the company I was in to help drop my own discharge papers. <laughs> so that was kind of unique. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a little insider uh, involvement, but what the heck. Okay, so um, in 1972, you did join the family business full-time, I guess. Uh, builders and Consumers Lumber at the time, right, still? Correct. Right, mm -hmm. Okay. So what's it like working in a family business like that with family members? So uh, it just it's just like any family involvement. You have to uh, receive and extend grace, uh, you know, respect decisions. Uh, the goal is to always move forward and not step on too many toes along the way, take risks, uh, join hands to take risks. <laughs> but it, it worked, it's worked super well over the years. We've, well, we've all well, got along. That's, that's marvelous to hear because yeah. obviously we hear stories to the contrary mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of people who know each other's skeletons in the closet and, um, and, and then ultimately betray each other. So that's a wonderful story. That's great. So where, how about the name, Builders and Consumers? Where'd that come from? Okay, so let's. This takes us back to my grandfather uh, in 1925. He's uh, semi-retired. Um, the family takes a road trip back east, and on this road trip, he runs across a, a lumber yard that's called Builders and Consumers Lumber Company. Mm. And this was kind of a unique thing because at that point, a lumber yard was a lumber yard. A hardware store was a hardware store. Right. So if you do builders and consumers, can you build a, a lumber yard and then add hardware to it? You know, you're covering both sides, not just con contractors and builders, but right. you're also. So that's where builders and consumers came from. Uh, he decided at that point that uh, his sons were approaching working age, and the lumber was in his roots, so he found this meadow in the Glenbrook Basin. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yes. 14 acres. And it was sparsely populated. He thought this would be a great spot to build uh, a lumber yard and a sawmill. So he built the first all-electric sawmill in Nevada County. 1940, right. the first all-electric sawmill. You see, you think, well, if there were no electric sawmills, what were they? And they were diesel-powered. They were steam-powered right, sawmills. Right. Uh, and that's in, uh, that's in 1940, which is pretty amazing. Um, so... Through the years, I mentioned we've had some fires uh, in the mid-'80s. We realized this property is much too valuable to be using just a portion of it for uh, the existing uh, builders and consumers. So uh, dad and uncle uh, started looking at some possibilities of developing the property. It was very difficult as far as getting through uh, 
regulations, codes, what have you. But finally, uh, ended up with Albertsons as a signed tenant, which enabled, with them signed on and purchasing their per portion of property there, enabled us to get financing to build the rest of the shopping center, which uh, we opened in 1990. Seems like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, we've been in our current uh, building at BNC, uh, Ace Home and Garden Center. Part of the reason it went to BNC is because uh, we had to pay for expensive backlit signage. Can you imagine <laughs> builders and the, consumers? Can you imagine across the front of the building when we build it? Builders and consumers, true value homes. <laughs> it would have, <laughs> so have, take, have taken a mile of signage. So we became BNC. Uh, a lot of electricity delighted. Yeah, a lot of electricity yeah. delighted. So for you personally, Greg, what do you find enjoyable about running this large and complex business that resulted in it? Obviously, it's important to our community. brings all kinds of things within easy reach of those of us who live here. I'm grateful for it uh, quite often. But uh, what's it like for you to run it? So I, I don't run it. Uh, it's, it's a group of people. It's a team of people. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's the right people that run it. Uh, we've decided that... Uh, there are people that have their specialties, and we let them run with their specialties. And I'm just right now just kind of an overseer, seeing the, uh, you know, looking at the daily books and what's going on. And um, we have the right people doing it. We're trying to, you know, make sure we have the right product, make sure the store is organized and clean. My motto is we want to be easy to do business with. Um, we are now Ace Hardware, and we have a strong support system with them. Uh, and that, that was, you became ACE, affiliated with ACE, what, six years ago, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was the end of uh, 2017. And, uh, and why, why that? What, what's the advantage saw, of that? We just saw the business, and we'd been true value since, gosh, 1977, I believe. So a long time true value. Uh, loved true value, but uh, we started to see the ACE business model was probably closer to what we were trying to attain uh, and they've they've been great for us. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been pleased with our ACE relationship. Well, I'm sure you have problems that develop and there issues are that always. develop. Always. <laughs> but what what do you do personally? I'm 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 really asking a personal question here. What do you do to keep yourself motivated enough to work through all those problems and issues that come up and continue to serve this important public need in our community? You know, I still feel very much part of our business. We have 90 employees, and I know each of them. A little bit of family history on each one. Uh, I try to make the rounds daily to say hi to each and everybody that's that's at work. Uh, make them feel appreciated. We are a team. They they don't work, you know, for us. They work with, uh, they, you know, they work with me, and I, I think that's important. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just, okay. it's, 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 it's a family but business. That's, that's rewarding. Try, that's rewarding for you. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to keep it a family, you know, family business as far as the feel and such as well. Well, this may be a related question, but you and your wife Connie, you've been married for 50 years. Coming, you're in your 50th year, right? Yeah, right yeah, up. yeah. Uh, I guess we conclude that's a, can conclude that's a successful match. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say the secret to a long and happy relationship is? Boy. Uh, so I, our, our faith is going to be probably the big one. We actually met at a Bible study, and uh, it wasn't love at first sight, but it was. It certainly grew into friendship, and it's it's been love ever since. Uh, you know, uh, there again, we know how to share grace, give each other space. Um, <laughs> sounds you know, sounds <laughs> like a familiar yeah, theme. Yeah, we share yeah. our victories and sorrows, and uh, we've got a slew of uh, grandkids. Uh, 
and our three wonderful children are all all great. So, so your grandkids are what seventh generation? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, our kids are uh, sixth generation grandkids, seventh generation. Well, my personal relationship to your family was uh, in September of 1982. We had a big outdoor event get planned for my parents' 50th anniversary on our property out uh, near Cedar Ridge. Uh, and there was an unexpected rainstorm. This was in early September, and all of a sudden the weather turned horrible forecast. And one of my favorite memories was that your mom took things in hand and brought the whole event into uh, inside at uh, Arlie and Sibley Hansen's house. So I always thought man, she, she really uh, took charge and made things happen there. That was great. She was gracious and effective and never took no for an answer. What would you say about your mom? Well, you say never took no for an answer, but she was no bulldog. She was, very, she was the most gracious and, and joyful woman I've, I've ever known. Uh, and a fun part to me, you know, and we, we built a shopping center in Albertson's uh, was there if i walked into albertson's which is a pretty good earth now save mart yes walked into the store i could tell if my mom was in the store you could hear talking to someone or laughing <laughs> you know five aisles away really? so uh yeah my mom was uh the most joyful person i think i've ever known really? she loved her family she loved my dad uh, you know my dad uh dad's work ethic he worked until he couldn't anymore uh and he was able to separate work from you know, he didn't bring his work home with him. And I've been blessed to be able to come about that mindset as well. Uh, was he a good boss? He, he was a great boss. I mean, uh, told you what needed to be done, didn't micromanage it, and assumed that you would do that. And I think there was some value in that, yeah. <laughs> I'm Keith Porter. My guest today is Greg Fowler. Greg grew up in the Glenbrook Basin. Thank you. <laughs> he helped establish the Fowler Center on Family Property, owns and operates BNC Hardware. Uh, well, I, let's see, you, you own and uh, coordinate the team that mm -hmm. operates BNC Hardware uh, and, and does a lot of stuff to help make our community great. So, Greg, thanks for sharing your story today. Uh, you have three kids who have stayed in the community also, and yeah. I think 14 grandchildren, you said? Yeah, yes. Uh, any of them expected to uh, be the, uh, the, the person coordinating events at BNC Hardware in the future? You know, all of my kids have worked at BNC, uh, basically through, you know, high school and such. Uh, let me go through them one by one. Uh, my oldest, Brad, uh, married to Alana, have five girls. Uh, Brad is motivated to get them and go to work every day with five <laughs> girls. Oh, uh, Macy's now, I think, 20, 20 years old, going to Feather River College. Uh, but, yeah, so Brad, his wife, uh, five daughters, uh, Eagle Scout, uh, involved with Farm Bureau. He's a rancher. Uh, daughter, Erin. Uh, teacher at Grass Valley Charter School. Her husband, Scott, works with me at BNC. He's our operations manager. Okay. Um, being able to pass along a lot of what I do to him, which is great. Uh, our youngest, Ryan, um, went to school, got hired by Northrop Grumman as an aerospace engineer, uh, worked in El Segundo. They moved him back to Connecticut where he worked with Electric Submarine Company when they were retrofitting mm -hmm. uh, uh, missiles, uh, nuclear missiles on the subs. An opportunity came up in town for him to purchase a machine shop and he is working in town. His shop is 
100 feet from his house. He builds primarily parts and replacement pieces for Sacramento light rail, <laughs> which is a crazy thing. How cool. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. So between those, uh, our three kids, they've been very ambitious and blessed us with uh, 14 grandkids that go from age 20 down to, I believe, two right now. So Sounds like you could you could manage the whole BNC operation. Yeah, with we could. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh. Hey, let me come back to some kind of personal questions for a moment. Uh, what are the personal rewards for you from your work in the community? And we haven't really talked much about what you do in the community, but there's another whole story there. But what what is it that makes that worthwhile for you? Uh, as far as being in the community? Yeah, I think, I think the, the you things know, you do. I live in a community that I love, that I've seen uh, grow over the last, you know, I'm 71 years old and basically seen the whole, <laughs> the whole spectrum. Being able to raise my family here, um, you know, serving uh, our community, our customers, uh, employing close to 90 people. Um, yeah, no, that's just all totally rewarding. And just the, besides the beauty of the area, the four seasons, uh, any at any particularly weekend you've got 16 different things to decide to do if you want yeah. to do that yeah. <laughs> that's true so what in addition to running your business and you're having a family life what else do you do in the community would tell us a few of the things that you're involved with uh, on a civic engagement basis okay well i you know we've been involved with whatever church we're in uh that's that seems to be an involvement i've been involved in scouting since uh i believe the mid 1980s and have continued to be involved in that until this last spring when I, I basically started slowing down. I had prostate cancer surgery this last December and started backing off on some things. I've been associated with the Lumber Association of uh, Northern California. Uh, when we lived up on Alta Hill, I was a member of the Alta Oak Sunset Fire Department mm -hmm. and worked my way up to being fire chief. Chief, <laughs> all right. I'm involved with the Grass Valley Male Voice Choir, sing there and uh, on the board there. That is, uh, that's a very rewarding thing for me. That, that's got a deep tradition in this community, really, right? Really Came from does. the Cornish yes. miners bringing yeah. their songs into yeah. the community. When miners sang down uh, in the mines. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, also involved with uh, Sierra Services for the Blind, which uh, our county being, I believe, one of the second if not the most uh the elder most elderly per capita county in the state of california right and by age i think 85 it's like one in three people are visually impaired really so sierra services uh, provides counseling as well as transportation to doctor's appointments what have you and uh totally funded by the community just uh yeah, so I'm I'm very pleased, proud of my involvement with uh, Sierra Services. Great. Well, let's talk about the community for a minute in our last uh, three or four minutes here, uh, a little bit more broadly. Uh, I think this community has assets that include a lot of number uh, accomplished artists and and people of every. Uh, type and persuasion who choose to live here rather than somewhere else where they might make more money or make a bigger splash or whatever but they 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 love to be here they make the community great that i think certainly includes you what do you think it is about this community that attracts people and, and holds people and gives us this sense of a community that's so strong here isn't it amazing keith that people come to this area for vacation 
and we get to live here. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the natural beauty, the four seasons. We have uh, two historic towns. We have the state park, uh, Empire Mine State Park in town. We have beautiful rivers. Um, we are we adjoin the national forest. Um, a short trip up into the national forest, hiking trails, camping, what have you. Um, we have a very active, uh, you mentioned arts community, which attracts new people, which uh, there again, people come from all over uh, Northern California to see some of the things that uh, are going on arts-wise here. Uh, we're a base camp to Lake Tahoe, to the Bay Area, uh, Reno, it's it's tough to find a, a nicer location anywhere, I believe. Yeah. Well, okay, but if a genie in a bottle said, okay, Greg, here's one wish to make oh, this community better, well, what, what do you think we could do better or would I, be better to improve life in our community? You know, I, I've heard your other guests, and I have to what, – what's in our face is – uh, the situation is fire is fire. We need to become more fire safe. Uh, the other thing we see in our face daily, if you're out and about, is the homeless situation. Um, yeah, yeah. I, we've got a pretty good gig here, but uh, we we need to watch it to protect it. So keep keep on it and yeah, uh, yeah. Keep, keep alert and uh, do the right thing and do the right thing with each other. Yeah, I agree. Extend grace. Extend, well, there's a good one. Yeah, perfect, perfect uh, culmination. I'm Keith Porter. My guest today has been Greg Fowler. He grew up in the Glenbrook Basin, helped establish the Fowler Center on Family Property, owns the and operates the BNC Hardware, and in many ways is involved in making this a great community. 